Welcome into another episode of the Talking Ball Y'all podcast. Uh, Jeff, a great time of the year to be a sports fan as we are just weeks away from high school football getting into the playoffs. Uh, NFL is uh, well on its way as the Saints have already had their bye week. We're not going to discuss much baseball tonight unless <laughs> unless we need this partnership to dissolve. But uh, just a great time to be a sports fan here. And uh, 2020, everybody knows, has been a, a, a tough year, but sports trying to uh, help us out and give us something different to look at. And it's provided that over uh, the last few months here. Yeah, it really has. It's uh, Everything's coming uh, back around too. NBA just figured uh, finished up in the bubble in Orlando, but we're just a few months away from the draft. Uh, Pelicans made a big hire today. Stan Van Gundy is going to be the head coach now of the Pelicans, so he's got some work to do. Him and David Griffin. So, uh, but everything's you know that just ended hockey and all that is going to start coming back around with this shortened off season uh, because the pandemic kind of shortened the regular season and the playoffs uh, for them sports as well. Yep, you mentioned it hot off the presses. Uh, Stan Van Gundy, uh, the Pels have hired. Rod Walker, a podcast friend, a guy that we had on, I believe, three or four weeks ago with NOLA.com. Of course, all the Mississippi sports fans familiar with Rod's days at the Clarion Ledger put out an awesome piece this afternoon. So go to NOLA.com, check out Rod Walker's piece on that hiring. And and what he alluded to, Jeff, was being a great teacher and with that young roster, how important that will be. And so we'll see how it plays out. You're hoping for a similar situation of, uh, although it was later in his career when Peyton was able uh, to hook up with Breeze and and the way that that just took off. That's what the Pelicans are hoping for. We'll see uh, how that plays out. We've talked about kind of the national scene. Let's get close to home. Uh, Nearest to us, Jeff, is Picune and PRC this Friday night. Picune goes up to PRC. Picune, one of two teams left in 5A football, still undefeated. Yeah, and that 5A uh, division, we've said it before on the on the podcast, and we've actually had uh, the coaches talking about it. That's a tough 5A division with Picune, Wayne County, Hattiesburg. Of course, Carrier's coming on. Um, you know, they're going to get their season. Their season's uh, not what uh, head coach Jacob Owen has probably wanted this year, but they'll get that they'll get that rolling as as they uh, get some people graduated and move some people up. And so, but I mean, you, that 5A is tough, and and. Picune, uh, we thought there might be a little fall off uh, with uh, head coach Dodd Lee stepping out of the spotlight, retiring, and, and then head coach Cody Stogner getting hired on to, to take the helm. But they're six and zero or seven and zero, uh, so they just keep rolling. Uh, Picune's got they look like they're going to be the you know one of the ones to kind of compete with for this five A South State. Yeah, you bring up Cody. What an outstanding job, man! When you step into uh, shoes like that, the pressure that comes. With that job, the guys that he had returning and to step out here and be 7-0, and quite impressive. As I said, just one of uh, two left in the 5A ranks, the other in the Soba uh, Central 8-0. and And so Picune certainly looks the part and have played the part. Of course, played for a state championship just a year ago, trying to match that. And the team that they played against last year, Jeff, when you look at West Point, West Point actually on the outside looking right. in – in their district um, have had back-to-back losses for the first time in forever. And so that's very interesting to see if West Point can get into the playoffs and then for 5A, that's who you've expected to see at the end of the year from the North. Let's see if that plays out again this year. But certainly not looking that way right now, but it's hard to count West Point out. Yeah, it really is. You know, all they have to do is get in. You get into the show, then it could be anybody's game because then it's just a one-game elimination as far as that goes, and you just uh, you just get in. So West Point just wants to get in because that team has, has been there. It's been, it's been there in the end for, uh, for many years. Yep, they've got the experience, uh, like you said. Let's bump up from 5A to 6A. Oxford, the defending state champs, they're sitting up there. Uh, six and zero, oh, and so that's kind of what you expected out of the Chargers from Oxford to have a, another good year, and they're putting that together. Warren Central seven and zero. Oh. Starville got beat last right. week. That was one of the surprises across the state, but they're seven and one. Oak Grove, uh, Coach Causey and Russell Mitchell on that staff, um, six and zero, oh, and just really rolling. They're playing extremely good football another team to kind of look out for northwest ranking at six and one so those are all teams to have an eye on on the coast locally d'iberville six and oh 
and they're going to meet up eventually with Harrison Central, who's 6-0. and And so down on the coast, that's going to be a big matchup. And then Ocean Springs sitting at 3-1 and in that district. They're really in third place when you look at the top two teams being undefeated. So we'll be interested to see. We saw Coach Dolan and that D'Iverville team earlier in the year, uh, Popperville, in a, in a tight ball game with D'Iverville. And show that shows the quality of a 4A Popperville that we said, look, this schedule's tough, and it's played out that way. You look at the loss uh, for Popperville to D'Iverville, still undefeated. Picayune, a loss, still undefeated. And so we knew that Jeff Davis club's going to be really good. Uh, you know, Coach Mancuso, I have them uh, really good before the playoffs begin. And so that tough early schedule for Popperville has really played out the way we thought it would. And then you look what Popperville's done after those, uh, we call them almost preseason non-district ball games. Yeah, and and Coach Jay Beach at Popperville, he likes to, uh, you know, get his oil checked, and he'll tell you that. Like, likes to see what his ball club's made of them first. Now, we had two weeks cut off of everybody's season with the COVID situation, so – uh, but you, you schedule people like, in years past, Mandeville, the Iberville, Picayune. You know, you schedule them big boys up front. Jeff Davis is a 3A, but they're a big, they're a big boy. Defending state as, champ. Defending yep. state champs, 3A side. But you schedule them big boys up front, and it really gets that ball club in Popperville. And we're going to use them because we, we, we call Popperville football on Friday nights, but it gets them ready for their district. And look what they've done since they hit the 4A side. Yep. Stanislaus, Forest County, Stone, Purvis. I mean, they're oh, and they're three and zero in the district uh, with that win against Stanislaus too. There, so they're four and zero in four A uh, competition. Have a tough game this Friday night, but uh, at defending district champs Green County. But uh, Popperville's, you know, they got past that test early in the preseason, as you mentioned. But they got that ball steady rolling downhill. Yeah, they do, and we'll go on the road. It's been nice, a nice home stand, three straight games in the Hornets' nest for uh, Popperville, and have played extremely good football. You mentioned how well they've played of late. We'll go on the road to Green County. Green County, a, t- coach that was, uh, a team that was coached by Michael King last year. Coach King, of course, has moved on. Uh, coach Tim Story, the former defensive coordinator for Popperville, is over there as the defensive coordinator now for Greene County, and as you said, Greene County beat Popperville on a Thursday night last year to win the district. So this game, if you're looking for storylines, has a bunch woven into Friday night's matchup. Should be a lot of fun, and Popperville really can't say it enough. The way that wing tee has operated since it's gotten back into 4A, the way they've been able to rely on that big offensive line has been so impressive, and then Coach Acock and his crew on the defense have been just as impressive, have matched the play and matched the intensity. So high school football, we love it. I mean, we've camped out there uh, on this podcast this time of year. We will always kind of give you a lay of the land locally and uh, things that jump out. One thing that jumped out was Laurel beating Wes Jones last week. I didn't expect that, but you look now, Laurel's winning that district and West Jones would be a nightmare coming out of that yeah. district as a two seed. You don't want to catch them in the playoffs as a two seed, but Laurel with that big upset certainly has got that in play. And kind of a low-scoring game, if I remember the score correctly. It wasn't like a big blowout-type win. It, you know, defensive uh, looked to be a defensive game from stats and score-wise. But uh, but and that's and that's that five A side that Picayune has to look at too because they always match up. You got the Brookhaven, you got the Laurels, the West Jones, and then you got the Picayune, Wayne County, and all that stuff. So uh, the five A South, like I said, the five A South is a uh, is a pretty big uh, pretty big five A here in Mississippi. It is, and you mentioned earlier. I meant to piggyback on this. You mentioned Picayune's district being tough. East Central in that ball game that Picayune had earlier was a tight ball game. East Central is hanging right there. Picayune's their lone loss. They're 6-1, and one, and so they're going to be a tough out when it gets playoff time in 5A. We mentioned Popperville in 4A. Look, when you've played for three of the last four state championships, you've won three of the last four South States for Popperville. As broadcasters for them, we get to take those blinders off. And we've been so spoiled, we take them off early in the year, and we start looking around like, who's it going to be? Later in the year, well, some names for Popperville fans, and we appreciate our uh, Popperville fans listening to the podcast each week. Newton County. Newton County sitting up there undefeated. Undefeated, yep. yep. and they'll be in the south. And you remember when we had Wyatt Davis on 
three or four weeks ago, the quarterback coach with the elite 601 quarterback coach, he mentioned the stud that they have at Newton County throwing the football. They've got a good back to go with them. And so be aware of Newton County. South Pike, you're going to hear some familiar names here, Jeff. Louisville, we've, we've seen them. We've seen them. And uh, Moss Point just down the coast there with Deuce Lee and the way that he's throwing the football. And then Corinth. Corinth sitting up top in the north now, but – the way that they looked in that state championship last year, I'm, I'm going to be focused up there. And they're four and two. They did what Coach Beach does. They scheduled very tough non-district ball games. And so a four and two record, that's the same way you could potentially look at Popperville if you're from the north. But Coach Lowry and that staff know and Jay and them know uh, that that's a good Corinth club. Well, and one, one uh, team you mentioned there, people's going to say, well, where did that team come from? And that's Moss Point. They've been off for years, and we've known that. People around the coast known that. But they've got that, that team tracking uh, real good, and that looks to be a, a tough opponent. And I'll, I'll just go ahead and say, like you said, we take the blinders off. Poplarville and Moss Point, that could be a matchup there in this south in, in this south when it starts reaching the playoffs. Could be. You know, you mentioned that. Uh, currently at the two spot in that district is St. Stanislaus. Stanislaus. We saw St. Stanislaus. That's his – Close as Popperville has been lately. It was 7-7 seven, seven at the half, and that's been three or four weeks ago before somebody's been tight uh, with Popperville. Jeff will quickly look at college football. Nobody in the state – I don't know. I shouldn't say this, but who's wanting to look at college football yeah, right now? That's kind of rough here. It's kind of kind of slim, isn't it? And so uh, Southern Miss goes – uh, to Liberty, but they won't have their head co right. coach with them. He's tested uh, positive for COVID. Just uh, checked that old Twitter machine an hour ago, and they said, unlike Nick Saban, he will not be able to make the trip and that his test – long story there. We can't get into that tonight, but uh, Coach Walden won't be there. And so Southern Miss now with their third third coach, if you That's will, right. on the uh, road trip to Liberty. Yeah, and Liberty's playing, you know, playing good ball too. Yep. And uh, – Head coach Hugh Freeze is at Liberty, which is a name. It's unlikely, but it's been bounced around at Southern, and that's just a name out there on the coaching tree. But uh, it, that's that's going to be a good – that's not – that's for the interim, the third interim coach or the second interim coach for USM. That's not a real good way I'd want to make my interim head coaching uh, start with Liberty because they're playing real good football. Yep, they are, and you all know more about it than I do, but Southern Miss may be the underdog in that one they too. Are. Yep, probably deservedly so. They, they so. do deserve to be the underdog. Uh, Auburn at Ole Miss, um, that's an 11 o'clock kick. That's the old uh, Golden Flake 11 o'clock kick from, from my childhood days back in the day when that was the old JP, uh, Jefferson Pilot 11 o'clock ball game. Auburn at Ole Miss, and who knows with Ole Miss. I mean, Ole Miss with the lane train and the way that the, this offense played two weeks ago, you'd really like your chances, especially with the way that Auburn's playing. But didn't play good last week, so who knows. Yeah, they didn't play great at all against Arkansas and then had a combined, was it almost 90 points with Ole Miss and uh, Alabama, or maybe over 100 points of them two scoring. And, and then, you know, Ole Miss's defense, which we know there's not a defense in the state really uh, when you get to the three, the big three between Mississippi State, Ole Miss, and USM. And then, you know, Ole Miss can put up points. We know they can. We've seen Lane Kiffin put up the points against Nick Saban, as you mentioned. But then, you, like I said, the Arkansas game was just – horrendous to watch if he was an Ole Miss fan and and Auburn you know I think it was it just this week they got upset by South Carolina yeah, Auburn well. was a favorite in that ball game and then South Carolina beats them so uh, not real sure what to I mean I'm a gambling type of person and I don't know who I'd put my money on with them two ball clubs yeah well if Auburn doesn't pull it off it'll be get on the bus Gus won't <laughs> yeah, it it'll it'll be, probably he won't survive the no. week I don't believe if if they can't beat Ole Miss and so when you look to Sunday, Carolina at New Orleans, the Saints got an off week and was reading McCaffrey not expected to play uh, for the Panthers, so that certainly hurts them. It will be interesting to see how the Saints come out of this bye week. When we talked to Jeff Duncan two or three weeks ago, just been a weird year for the Saints. Haven't really found a lot of rhythm, and so let's see how this bye week treated the Saints and how they come out and play from here out. Yeah, and earlier in the week, as we're recording on a Wednesday, 
the the game was a little bit in jeopardy. Carolina had the the some a couple people test positive for COVID. They shut the facilities down Monday. I think they just opened the back up either yesterday or this morning. Uh, so it was kind of in jeopardy too about what them uh, ball club was going to be. And uh, lo and behold, I think they're going to allow fans in the Superdome for the first time. Three thousand fans. I don't know how they're going to do it. Uh, whether it be a lottery with season ticket or I'm not sure, but I think they're going to set a max of three thousand fans. So at least the dome will have something. Uh, the Saints will have something to play in front of. Yep. Now we'll have to see how that plays out as well as uh, that hasn't really gone well between no. the city and the Saints. Uh, yet another thing that hadn't gone just right there in 2020. We're hoping some things will go right for us, Jeff. We've got three good interviews on tap. We're about to jump on the phone with Kendall Lumpkins and, and get his story. He's a motivational speaker, a guy that's partnered up with Pearl River Community College on a podcast. And so I'm anxious to hear from here, hear his story. And then after that, we have Noah Mitchell. He is a outstanding linebacker for Pearl River Community College, and we'll give you the facts and figures on this young man. They are uh, just <laughs> really unreal. And, of course, Pearl River got a win last week, and so it'll be a good chance to catch up and visit with him. And then anchoring the show, our last interview will be head coach Jay Ladner for the Southern Miss Golden Eagles. And always good to talk to Coach Ladner. He's been good to us on the podcast, and so should be a lot of fun catching up with our three guests. Hang in there. Uh, we appreciate you spending your time with us on the podcast. And as always, thank you for listening. Your family's health is our mission. At Highland Community Hospital and in partnership with Forest Health Systems, we offer a wide range of healthcare options. From our internal medicine clinic to advanced surgery and emergency services, from the Highland Center for Women's Health to our primary care and pediatric clinic, our goal is quality care for you and your family through the compassionate application of advanced medicine. Highland Community Hospital, the best choice for your family. Kendall Lumpkins joining the podcast tonight. Kendall, thank you for taking time for Jeff and I. Man, Clay and Jeff, thank you all for having me, man. It's, uh, I'm always honored anytime I get a chance to uh, just talk to people, talk about sports, talk about whatever, right? So appreciate y'all having me on. Well, Kendall, we, we've never met, man, other than I've, I've noticed you on social media, and this has been a long uh, while back, and it was a, a T-shirt or a hashtag, and I want you to kind of go into that potentially with our listeners uh, with hope in, in, the, in the slogan, and I was like, man, what is this guy about? And so I started following you, and since from a, from a distance, I've kind of found out what you're about, but just uh, tell our listeners um, – about that, about about the term and the hope that that you're pushing. Yeah, so so the hope thing, I, and I, it, it just started to stick because for me, uh, I believe my call. I believe I'm here to uh, encourage and inspire people in whatever capacity that is, and I just believe the world needs hope. So hope to me stands for helping other people exceed. So that's exceeding in anything that you're doing, right? Just pushing the needle but still being hopeful. Like I believe the world will never be in a place where it doesn't need hope. So uh, years ago, man, I just, I thought about this and had always had this on me and just said, man, you know what? I'm getting ready to do some shirts and put hope on it because that's, uh, that's what we need. And on the back of it, the scripture is uh, David was saying, I would have lost heart had I not believed I was going to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. So, the heart part of it was hope in translation in other verses or another um, translation. So that's where that hope came from, man. And I'm, I'm constantly reminding myself to stay hopeful. Everybody's had to go through some challenging times in their life, especially in 2020. Hmm. And so hope for me just, just makes the difference because it keeps me hopeful, keeps me looking forward to a better day, better future. Well, Kendall, it was, I don't know if it was the interaction with some of Pearl River Community College's athletic programs that caught my eye, but it, it, along that same time period on social media, I began to really see you interact, and especially, and you can correct me if I'm wrong on this, but maybe Coach Avalon and his group, but kind of explain how those partnerships came to be. Yeah, so I'm, so I'm a Pearl River guy. Right. So I travel and I speak to all colleges or community colleges or whatever that looks like high school. But like I went to Pearl River Community College. And so um, 
being that I'm I'm an alumni there and I actually go back and I work there now. So Coach Avalon got my information from um the the former softball coach, which was uh Coach Lee White. Hmm. And they wanted me to come do some leadership stuff. So man, I went one one summer to his sophomores, like what he do, he does a leadership training and I just got connected to him that way. And uh, been doing his leadership training for his sophomores every year. Like take them to like a two day retreat, and he'll bring me in for fifteen or twenty minutes, just talking about leadership, talking about you know life and in the game and how much we learn from the game. And so that's why, to me, I, I'm so I'm so passionate about sports because I learned so much playing sports, and it helped me do other things. It helped me be where I am in my life now. Yeah, absolutely, and. Kendall, when you're when you look at that age group, and you mentioned high school um, student athletes as well, how impressionable, and then like a platform to speak hope and to speak uh, Jesus or God in, into these young people. Uh, that's just an amazing opportunity, huh? Yeah, man. Because the the reason why it's so big for me is because I needed this whenever I was growing up, like, you know, some people you could tell whenever it's for them. And then you could tell whenever, yeah, he may fall off. But like, I am to other people what I needed them to be to me or what I need to be to what I need people to be to me today. So like to be able to get out there and talk about like real life, because I was, I hadn't always been where I am. And many people can see you now. Like they know this Kendall, they know that he's so inspirational. He's uplifting. He talks about God, but there's another side to this that led me to this place. Mm-hmm. And what I try to do is try to prevent people from ever getting to the point where I was. But I also, I'm not naive to think that they're going to find a relationship with God. If life is just easy for them, but I just want to be that voice, be that person, be that sounding board that they know, Hey, you got somebody you can always call. You got somebody that understands you can't wow me with your mistakes. You can't, I just know, wow, I can't believe you did that moment. It's like, okay, God still loves you. Let's get back up from here. And so I wrote a book titled Wreck But Not Total hmm. and wrote this book in 2015 and it published in 2016. And that book was about my life because that's how I saw myself. I thought I had done made too many mistakes. I thought my life was over because, you know, some people could hold your past against you for the rest of your life. And I think we judge God, we judge how God would treat us based on how people treat us. So one day, just real quick story, my wife and I were traveling back from um, from Prentice. She's from Prentice, Mississippi, and it's around the holidays. I don't know if it was Christmas or Thanksgiving, one of those times, but I hit a deer. And I hit a deer on this back road coming back, but I could still drive the vehicle. And in that moment, God was saying, Kendall, hmm. this is a picture of your life. Wow. It's wrecked, but it's not totaled. So just let me use the pieces that I, that you have left. So that's why I'm so passionate about this, because I know that this transformed my life. Wow, man, that's some powerful stuff. So it's not lost uh, why a, a, a coaching staff or a leader would have you uh, come in and, and speak to a group. Can Kendall, talk about the show um, that we've recently seen on prcc.edu. I hope I got that right. Patrick Oaks and Adam and all of them would be kicking me if I got that <laughs> wrong. But uh, the Wildcat <laughs> Way Show, tell us about it, man. Yeah, man. So um, so Dr. Brillwood, man, is a real, real good friend of mine, mentor, man. He was my dean whenever I was there. Now he's the president. And so he – so I met Kerry Eve last year, just coming back to campus, doing videos, and they just had this wild idea like, hey, man, what about a talk show? You and Kerry just talking about inspiration, talking about motivation, just talking about real life stuff, right? So they were they were into it. They said, look, we're going to do everything we need to do to help y'all get this off the ground and do what y'all need to do. So it just instantly clicked. I don't know what it was about Kerry. I don't know what it was about me. I mean, I couldn't put my hand on it, but I know that this character, it's the integrity, it's the, it's, it's just the, what we have in common, what we're so much alike about, that is just something that we just started to do, the Wildcat Way show, where we try to encourage people, inspire people, like just to be the best version of themselves. And at a time like this, especially at 18 and 19-year-old young men, young women on a campus that I used to be on, I know that if I had something like this, it probably would have prevented some of the mistakes that I made. 
Yeah, man, and then the devil or the enemy tries to tell you, you know, you uh, tries to bring you back there and, and remind you of uh, what you were, were. And so it sounds like, man, this, this title and, and the way that you frame that uh, wrecked, uh, not total, that, that's beautiful. Uh, it's powerful stuff there. Tell us. Yeah, uh, because, because think about it. When it and, and, and the reason why this is so, so important is because if you was to sit down and have a conversation with most people, they're not they're not afraid of the future. They're afraid of overcoming their past because mm. they don't think they can. So we get so down on ourselves and I'm like the worst at this. Like I am a critic to myself to a fault. But I had to get better with that because I used to think one mistake, one incident determined the rest of my life and it didn't. Otherwise, there would never be anybody successful because even when you see them, you may not know their stories, but they have a past too. They just decided to keep moving. Well, Kendall, if a coach, and we've got uh, a bunch of high school coaches, we're fortunate that we have a bunch of high school uh, coaches that follow and listen to the podcast week in and week out, and high school athletes, junior college athletes. If they wanted you to come speak, to their program, uh, come speak to an auditorium full of high school kids. How would they go about arranging that, Kendall? How would they find you? Yeah, so you could definitely, and, and I'm, not a, I'm not a Hollywood guy, so you could send me a personal message on social media and I will respond. I'm always amazed that somebody may hit me up and say, man, I can't believe you responded. I'm like, I'm a human being too. I'm only here to serve people. So there's nothing special about me. Yeah, if you send me a message, I'm going to talk back. So Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Kendale Lumpkins, or you can just send me an email, K-E-N-D-A-L-E Lumpkins, L-U-M-P-K-I-N-S at yahoo.com. I don't have no rigorous program. I don't have all these hoops and hurdles. I am a personable guy, and I want to stay like that no matter how big the platform gets or where God takes me. I always want to make sure I keep the main thing the main thing, and that's dealing with people, right? I want to be able to touch people. Otherwise, I can stop doing this. Well, Kendall, I think that um, the people that have heard just this brief interview with you will certainly be reaching out. Before we started recording, I mentioned to you, hey, we've got a a time spot, and then Jeff laughs because I always go longer uh, than what I'm supposed to because we were going to have Noah Mitchell on next. And you kind of gave a a cool insight to what you think about Noah, and I wanted to capture that as part of the recording if you'll share that with our listeners. Yeah, man, so I met Noah uh, at PRCC uh, while he's playing football just not long ago because I am the FCA ambassador, Fellowship of Christian Athletes ambassador also, so that's just one of my roles there. But, like, it was something about the kid that just stuck out. He has the it factor. He's special. And just his character, like, the way he carries himself. He was just somebody that, like, really reminded me of myself and just how you could grab – people would gravitate to you. They could tell that you're serious. They could tell that you're into this. And then also, you know, like I mentioned earlier, I'm kind of biased because he loves God. So Mm. that just threw me for a loop to see a player that good plays that hard and be willing to give God glory for what he does on the field. Like that did it for me. Cause if you think about Patrick Mahomes, you think about the, uh, the Russell Wilson's, those guys reverence God all the time. Yep. So he just, he's like a spitting image of that. He just plays defense, plays all out and he plays fast the whole time. And it's something that's excited. And I told him that a while back, I said, man, I'm always looking for people to keep me excited about the game. Like, whenever I watch Patrick Mahomes play, whenever I used to watch Michael Jordan or Kobe mm-hmm. Bryant or LeBron James play, there was something that I knew I would get out of watching them. And that's what I believe he brings to the game. Like, you're going to be excited if nine is on the field. Wow. Well, that's a cool testimony about that young man. And, look, we can't thank you enough. We appreciate you blessing the podcast tonight. Hey, man, I appreciate y'all. And, look, anytime y'all want to do this, man, I'm up for it. So just, Hey, don't just open that door. Word. Jeff knows I'll wear it out, too, man. I'll look you back hey, up man, for sure. call me, call me, call me. You will not ever, you will never wear me out because this is what I believe I'm here to do, man. So let's do it. Sounds good, man. Thank you again. The Greater Pecuniary Chamber of Commerce provides the tools you need to succeed as a business owner and community influencer. As a member of the Chamber, your commitment has personal payback. 
The Chamber offers numerous opportunities to get involved throughout the year, whether it is through networking events, committee involvement, community programs, or special events. By taking advantage of the Chamber's resources, your business can develop and thrive. Visit us at greaterpicunechamber.org or drop by our office, which is located at 201 Highway 11 North. We're privileged tonight to have Noah Mitchell, the linebacker for Pearl River Community College, joining the podcast. Noah, thank you for taking time for Jeff and I. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. Man, you're the big man on campus, Noah. You got uh, awarded, I guess that was yesterday, as the MACCC's Defensive Player of the Week. And so that's a cool honor, huh? Oh, yes, sir. I was uh, super shocked when I got it, and I was uh, blessed to get it for sure. Man, I was looking at the Gay Player of the Week awards. I'm going to have to talk to your defensive staff. You didn't win it, and then the state came on top and gave you their award. I said, dang, that's some tough customers around there. <laughs> that's right. But, no, Luther, Luther Willard got it because he, he had a heck of a game. I figured just what I've heard about you, you'd probably answer that question <laughs> like that. <laughs> Tell us what it's like, uh, Noah. Of course, you're a sophomore. Tell us about this new staff their energy and what it's been like to play for. We know Seth's energy, and I think a lot of people have been able to see that already in Coach Smith. But I want to camp out on Coach Trahan, Coach Breeland, and Coach Sims on that defensive staff. Tell us what it's like to play for those uh, three guys on that side. They're just as nuts as Coach Smith. <laughs> Coach, uh, Coach Trahan, he's, uh, he's going to be loud. He's going to be energetic. He's going to get on you. He's going to coach you. And uh, that's really it. Coach Breland holds his defensive line to such a high standard. And Coach Sims, if you're not, you better get ready to come to work every day. You come out there with Coach Sims. They're they're all like that, and they're uh, they're all just going to get better or get us better. No, I'm going to age myself, but I'm going to age Ty, I guess, a little worse than myself and Coach Strahan. But have you seen film of him when he was in his heyday? I have not. Man, you need, I know, it can't be, like, we got to be in an age where it's out there on YouTube. This guy at Southern Miss, now this is, don't, this is back when Southern Miss, the legit nasty bunch, and that defense was rolling, all-conference player, and Noah, I'm telling you, he could go. So go, go check that out. Go find him, man. He was a, a, a stud, and then Zoe, seeing him at the defensive line, and offensive line for Picune through the years. I can't speak to Coach Sims, but those two guys could really get after it. I've heard about them for sure. Tell us how important that defensive line is to you, Noah, and, and with the work you have to do from the linebacker position. I mean, it's huge. I mean, I I wouldn't make any of the plays I, I, I've made without them. I mean, they keep those uh, big guys off of me. And they still make plays, and so I—I I know us linebackers, we're so thankful for them because I mean we don't want those humongous on us every play, and so uh, they do what they're—they're they're huge for sure. They help us out a lot. Once again, we're joined by Noah Mitchell, linebacker from Perver Community College here on the South Group Insurance Hotline, and and Noah just uh. You talk about your year one to your year two, your freshman to your sophomore. Uh, we've seen you play in high school uh, with the Green County Ball Club. Uh, you know, we've watched you play, uh, you know, some there. But talk about you went through a coaching change. You got Coach Smith there now. But how is it? Uh, how has it transitioned from your freshman to your sophomore year at Pearl River? Well, I mean, it's, uh, like you said, a whole new coaching staff. I mean, it, it was uh... – it was a little difficult the first uh, the first couple weeks getting just used to them because I mean they didn't know us we didn't know them but ever since then it's the transition has been smooth couldn't love them anymore all of us are uh, we hopped on board real quick if we didn't we were gone didn't really have a choice but uh, and I honestly think we all became closer because of Coach Smith and the new coaching staff and it's like like I said it's smooth more than anything. Noah, pick six on the year. Tell us that feeling, man, as a defensive player when you have that uh, ball in your belly headed the other way. Honestly, I've, I've never had one before. And so I guess when I caught it, I was kind of shocked because I saw nothing but open field. And so I was just, <laughs> don't fumble it. Don't <laughs> just, get, just get there. I, like I said, I've never experienced that before. So uh, 
it was great for sure. That's awesome stuff. So, no, I see or I read uh, on the website there underneath your roster listing a, a pre-med guy. Is that still right? Is that still the direction you're headed? Yes, sir. So if dreams come true over the next however many years, what's that look like for Noah Mitchell? Where, What are you thinking, man? I guess wherever I uh, bust to play at next, I'll get to play there, finish out, and then uh, I guess get, whenever, get in and uh, if I'm accepted to whatever med school I am and uh, do that and then probably uh, join the military to uh, help out with that. And so, I mean, that's just – that's it. That's the plan. Dang, that's a pretty honorable answer there, son. I, I would have not had that plan at wow. 19, 20 years old. <laughs> that is pretty good, Noah. Pretty good stuff. So I've got to ask, of course, we follow uh, Popperville on Friday nights. Our, our podcast listeners have heard me say that at least every week. But we cover them on Friday nights, so that's what Jeff was alluding to earlier. We saw you in that Green County jersey uh, try to wreak havoc against uh, Popperville, and, and y'all did a good job when you were there. But – Coach Acock and Coach Ford have moved to Popperville and that defensive staff. Can you kind of give our Popperville high school football fans and those listeners an insight what it was like to play for Coach Acock and Coach Ford? They got some great coaches for sure. I mean, Coach Acock, he's um, he's a defensive genius, I think. I mean, I know in high school and then we were at Green County, he was screaming out their plays before they even did them. I mean, mm. he just – I mean, he just – he studies film like crazy, and so they got to go. And I know Coach Ford, he worked uh, – I think he was DBs at Green County. I don't know what he is at Popsville. But him and Coach Acock, they were in the room every Saturday and Sunday just watching film, going over where we needed to. And then, like I said, they got some great coaches for sure. Yeah, I think two future head coaches. I hope not in the too near future. I'd like Popsville to hold them on to them for a little bit. But when you talk to them, they certainly are uh, students – of the game, and then uh, Popperville and Green County going to get after it uh, this Friday night. So that should be a lot of different storylines in that one. Uh, y'all are off this week. Will you be at that ball game, Noah? Uh, I'll, I'll probably end up there for sure. Okay. All right. Good deal. Well, look, Jeff and I appreciate your time, man. Continued uh, success. You led the league in tackles last year, and I believe you had even a game off due to injury. And you're certainly off to an unreal start. I know a lot of eyes have been opened up uh, to your ability around the country. A lot of uh, Division One offers will be pouring in. So, Noah, we thank you for taking time for the podcast this evening. Uh, thank you all for having me. Seriously, thank you all. Yeah, thank you, Noah. Your family's health is our mission. At Highland Community Hospital and in partnership with Forest Health Systems, we offer a wide range of health care options. The Highland Center for Women's Health provides total obstetrical and gynecological care for women of any age. Our goal is quality care for you and your family through the compassionate application of advanced medicine. Highland Community Hospital, the best choice for your family. We're excited tonight to be joined by the head basketball coach at the University of Southern Mississippi. Coach Ladner, thank you for taking time for Jeff and I tonight. Uh, always play uh you know y'all have been gracious enough to have me on several times over the last couple of years and i, I really enjoy uh being on y'all's uh show and uh i, I really and i'm very honored i'm great grateful that y'all would have me on thinking up of me and our program so uh glad to be here yeah thank thank you for that coach for the kind words i think the first time we had you on you were preparing for a conference tournament while you were still over with the southeastern lines and so, yep. man, we certainly appreciate the way that you've been able to hang in there <laughs> well, with us, Coach. You got a good, Clay. You got a good memory, man. That's good. Yeah, I, I, I remember. I remember where I was sitting. I was sitting in my den. We were talking about it. Yep. Well, look, Hammond. You talk about a memory, man. Your father and the stories that that he tells and the memory that 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 <laughs> fella's got. The way he can go back in time and then paint a picture to like boy i feel like i'm i'm just right there but your father and his memory that's a memory there it really you're 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 hitting the nail on the head i didn't realize you would know that it is amazing to me he can remember specific <laughs> games from you know that pick you hey, back at six 
early 70s, and they will play at Gulfport or Hattiesburg or somebody too below, somebody for the Big 8 championship. Anyway, he, you're right. He can remember and remember years much better than I can. I got – I may have some kind of early early onset dementia, so <laughs> I can't remember. I can't remember all that, but he, he surely can. All right, Coach, y'all have got the the ball bouncing up there. Practice is underway. Tell us a little bit, uh, a little preview here of this 2020 Southern Miss Golden Eagle Club and kind of what you expect out of them and what what we're going to look like. Well, I'll say this, uh, Clay. I'll kind of summarize. We, we we had some good players on our team last year, um, but you're going to see a, a entirely different looking basketball team uh, from USM. Not not making any type. I'm, I'm not the type would make any type of grandiose predictions or anything like that. But you'll see optically. You'll see uh, when I say we had good players last year. We've just got more good players this year. We've got more uh, size. We're uh, we just looked the part. Jeremy McLean, our, our athletic director, was in in practice um, uh, late last week, maybe Friday, Thursday or Friday, and and texted me an hour or so after practice in the evening because he, he had left before the end of practice. The coach, he said, we we actually look like a basketball team, and uh, what he was meaning was is our, our players looked the part, and um, but they have been uh, they have been fun to work with uh you know that was really our first recruiting class this year and um so it's it's guys that we had developed a personal relationship with through recruiting and felt like that uh myself and staff that those were guys that kind of fit the the mold and the uh, type of player that we want at usm tough hard-nosed coachable positive kind of kids and uh chat with of course with the uh, talented enough to help us compete for championships and but they've been a joy to work with so far. We haven't had a bad day. Um, uh, they, they, they come with their hard hat on and lunch pail, and they, they go to work like they're going to work down at Ingalls. You know, they, they, they go into work every day, and I like that. And we've shown consistent improvement. Our challenges have been, obviously, that we have a number of new faces. Uh, out of our 17 guys on our roster, you know, nine, nine are new faces. Now, we've got some some old Wiley veterans out there, Ladavia Strain and uh, Tyler Stevenson. Uh, Jay Malone's back on the roster. Got himself out of out of uh, out of purgatory, of a- academic purgatory, so to speak. And so we've got we've got a number of guys that have experience, but we've also got a great influx of younger guys and a combination of junior college guys uh, and and high school players. But um, I think what you're going to see is you're going to see a you'll see like I said optically you're going to you'll you'll look out there and see a much longer team you're going to see a team that's bigger and stronger than we were across the board last year uh you'll see a, you'll see uh more guys that are capable of doing doing some things out there we'll have much greater depth than we had last year you know last year gosh you know we were we were having to play our main line guys sometimes 38 even 40 minutes a game and that and and it really wore on those guys i think as the season went on it caught it caught up to us and um, but anyway, it, it, it is what it is. It's, it's a new start, and we're we're excited about the the Golden Eagles as as we approach this season. Coach, one guy that jumped out at me, the junior that's going to come in from Carroll City, Florida, uh, Pickney. Tell us about about him. I mean, he just jumps out six eight two twenty five. Yep. The body, the stuff that you're able to go out and see on social media, and when you study and look, what's his skill set like, Coach, at that size? He, he his now his his body type certainly a little bit different than Durant, but but in in terms of a pro player that you think that his game's a little bit like it it, it would be Durant. He he's he's long. He, now he he's he, like I said his body type is not the uh, like Durant long and lean. He's got some more thickness to him, but but his ability to play face in the basket as well as the back basket is is a big plus for him. He's He's able to step out, shoot the three-point shot, uh, but tough enough and rugged enough to play inside as well, which is obviously what we need, particularly on the defensive side. And um, so that—that's how I would—I would, I would kind of uh, to give everybody. Obviously, they'll get—they'll get a chance to see him soon enough. But a, a sneak peek at DeAndre Pinkney, another really great kid. His his, his uh, uncle is, is a is a police officer in Miami, you know, so he's been, he's been raised right. He knows how to work hard. He's tough. He, 
can take can take to constructive criticism sometimes that you know a, a coach that when we, we coach him hard and he can take that and doesn't 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 get all puffed up about it knows it's for his own good he's he's just he's been a he's been a we we felt like that he was going to be a a high level player for us and he hasn't disappointed how much does that help you in practice coach when you have somebody that maybe could match Stevenson at least in athletic ability and when he's coming down and you've got a way to go ones against ones in particular yep. in that matchup, how how much does that help that's, sharpen him? That's a, well, you're making a very uh, – that's a great uh, question, um, uh, insight, because last year, as compared to last year's team to this year, we never had that type of competition at practice. It, it, was, it was a big drop-off from our first five or six guys and just never had that – them pushing each other or sharpening each other either and and i feel like that we've got uh we've got that this year and uh uh certainly deandre and, and i'd like to you know bring up another some of the guys that are challenging tyler stevenson and by the way tyler stevenson has come back just bigger stronger he's really his his game continues to improve he's he's just a, a pleasure to be around and um uh but but uh, you know uh, tyler mormon uh is a is a Big kid, six nine kid that's transferred in from Wyoming. He was ruled eligible last week, and he he he's another quality inside player. He he, he just like DeAndre Pinkney, really challenges guys in there. Big tough physical kid, and um, and Denaje Harris, who who set out last year uh, due to an injury, um, he'll actually be playing as a basketball freshman this year. He's a long, lean, athletic kid from Columbus, Mississippi, and he he's gonna he's gonna surprise some people this year. So I think we have four uh, interior players uh, that are DeAndre, Tyler Stevenson, uh, Tyler Mormon, and Denajay Harris, all that are serviceable and ready to go. And uh, you'll see you'll see a good four man rotation. But on what you were saying in terms of practice, uh, those guys challenging each other every day. Uh, we don't have a probably other than Tyler Stevenson. It's difficult. Uh, to to really have a clear cut favorite at the starter, all those guys are playing at a, at a high level, and you'll see all those guys when we play. Uh, we never had that kind of depth in the, in the inside last year. We were very limited and small. Uh, we're much bigger, and and again, I think we really have four quality players in there uh, that that are are ready to play in a high level Division One game. Coach, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about Tay Hardy just because so many of our listeners are aware of the success he had at Pearl River Community College leading from the guard position, an undefeated and uh, national champion PRCC team last year. How has he developed and how does he look to transfer uh, that to Southern Miss? Hasn't disappointed. He is as advertised. First and foremost, a quality young man has come from a great program at Pearl River. We love their program close to us but the guys that come out of chris oni's program are tough and hard-nosed they're very the type of players that we want in our program so that's obviously a, a great uh, uh, recruiting uh, priority for us uh is, is recruiting that program every year and uh and like i said tay hasn't disappointed great kid high level with a 4-0 student he came in with a 4-0 gpa at Pearl river um uh, it, it just it impacts winning on and off the floor. Uh, just recently, the last last couple of days, he's uh, it's an overuse injury. I mean, this is a kid we've had that we've had to actually back him off of practices so much. And, and a Division One player has weight lifting, and and, and our, obviously we're we're practicing hard right now. And he's coming in at six in the morning, getting an hour in, coming in you know later on that night. And he's got a little bit of an overuse injury, nothing nothing serious, but he's actually been out the last couple of days. But uh, talked with our trainer. They sent him to our, our team doctor today, said nothing serious. He'll be back within the next couple of days, just needed a few days off. But, but, but when he's been out there, incredibly productive, and like I said, a great leader is going to help us over these next couple of years uh, uh, help bring Southern Miss basketball back to, uh, we as we keep saying, and as a goal and vision of our team, national promise. Coach, you know we were, we were talking before uh, before we went into the interview with all this the the COVID stuff and the the times of uh, 2020 and how we're just wanting to get back to some 
uh, some kind of a normalcy. But, you know, I'm looking forward to coming up and spending some time with you, me, and Clay and, and you know, watching watching some basketball. What is what is that going to look like for Conference USA when the season starts? Is there any protocols that they're going to set in place like they did football yeah. and, you know, make updates, you know, because it's, it's bound and determined to, to go into next year, 2021, the way it looks. No question. Um, you know, I, I, one thing we talk to our team about every day is that with all the extra things going on in our world today, all the extra things, the, 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 it's going to be a crazy year. We can't overreact one way or the other, but the team that can stay together, unified, and, and the team that can, obviously with some luck, stay healthy and stay away from uh, uh, you know, as, as we were saying, there, there are certain things a college student will like to do. We, y'all and I probably did the same thing. You like to go socialize. You like to see other college students. You go out some when you have an off night. And um, you put that, that about as well as you could have put that, Coach. <laughs> <laughs> you put that about as clean as you could have, Coach. That was well was done. That as, was that about as diplomatic as we could be on that? Yeah, that was and, pretty uh, good there, Coach. It, but but my my point being, if we you know that may not be options for us if we want to win this year because there's going to be times we we may be a, a, a player too short or maybe we're playing somebody that's missing a point guard in a center. That's going to happen. So the team that can stay together can, can can do their very best they can to insulate themselves from these all these different. Uh, uh, distractions that could happen and, and hurt a basketball team over the course of the year. Uh, it, it's a crazy year, and we may be a year or so away because of just so many new faces, but a crazy year could bring crazy results, and that's why we're incredibly optimistic. And like to answer your uh, question specifically, uh, I, of course the NCAA came in, and we were playing – uh, we were scheduled – our schedules, like everybody else's, was completed last spring, 31 games. Uh, we were going to open with Ole Miss and Biloxi, um, which was exciting, and I think exciting from all of us. And I, being from South Mississippi, um, hadn't played Ole Miss, I think, in a long time. And uh, But anyway, when the, when the NCAA came in and they said the season no longer can begin in the 1st of November, it's now November the 25th, well – all the games that were scheduled prior to that, that threw all, everybody's schedule across the country in disarray. So we lost some games. Uh, we had to rearrange some games, reschedule some games. Um, and then that's our non-conference portion. Well, we go to the conference portion. Uh, they have gone to a kind of, and I say radical, I don't mean in a, in a bad sense, uh, but it's something that would be done on a normal year. Um, we would play, we won't play all the opponents like we normally do. They scheduled uh, eight, 18 league games. We're going to play four away series. And what they mean by that, and this is the radical part of it, we'll go play an opponent on Thursday night, stay at that particular place, and play them again on Saturday night. So we'll play we'll, – we'll, what they've done is cut down traveling, and they think that cutting down that extra traveling will lessen the chances for exposure. And so we'll do that four times when the team – there will be four different opponents come to – Hattiesburg, that'll play Thursday night and Saturday afternoon. In fact, I said Saturday night. Those are going to be Saturday afternoon games. So that would be a total of 16. And then one of the opponents, what they call our travel partner, which in our case is Louisiana Tech, that would be the only game inside the conference that we play one home and we actually travel to Ruston. So they'll play in Hattiesburg and we'll go to Ruston due to the close proximity of those games. And so four home series where you play the same opponent on Thursday and Saturday, more similar to the baseball model, four away series where you do the same thing, and then you'll play one true home-and-home home for a total of 18 games. So, you know, anything can happen. Like I said, we don't play everybody in the league. We've got to, uh, got to qualify for the conference tournament. Out of the 14 teams, are going to take 12. But, again, I'm optimistic. Crazy year can breed crazy results, and we would love for Southern Miss to come – come out of nowhere, so to speak, and, and let's make a run at this thing. Coach, when you look at what the Heat did inside of the bubble and the run that they made, they really weren't expected. They were probably two years out nope. as well. And then that run, does that kind of give you some hope, too, in a, in a different uh, setup to see them have some success? 
first of all, first of all, I love personally. I, I love watching the Heat play. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they didn't have the superstar lineup that that the other teams they were beating later on, especially in the playoffs, and and they did it the way that I think Southern Miss has to. They were more blue collar. They were they were tough on defense, gritty, competitive, uh, shared the basketball, played together as a unit. All the stuff that that makes you. Uh, uh, has a synergistic effect, so to speak. Those are the things that help you play maybe better than your talent level by playing together and being committed to a, a team goal. And so I love watching the Heat play. That's certainly a great model for us. I, it's funny that you say that because throughout, especially during the playoffs, I was I was constantly referring to those guys. Obviously, watch a lot of NBA mm-hmm. basketball. And I was referring to the Heat as, hey, man, look at what they're doing and how they're playing. They play with such passion and. Uh, I, I, I personally really like watching them play. But, yes, that's a that's certainly a good model for us. Coach, one last question. When you look at the way you describe these uh, two-at-a-time type series, uh, I mean, I know that y'all are studying film, and, and we'll talk about uh, R- Richard Williams joining your staff as part of this question. But that's going to okay. kind of change the way you self-scout or when teams change yeah. over a two-, three-week period when you're seeing them twice in a week. And I know it's – going to be fair because everybody's doing it but that's certainly going to change the way y'all scout no question and you know you know do you here, here's the question because no, first of all nobody's ever really done that but do you do you go in with two game plans and you wow. play one do you play one get one way one game and then do you and maybe an entirely de- different defense and style the second game if you if you don't win the first one obviously win the first one you know you may want to stick with what you're doing so those were we had a staff meeting this morning, and, and we were saying that, and that's I, you know I said that's not a decision that we're certainly going to get a number of different uh, tactics and strategies ready. But I mean, is that something that I think we need to chew on that? And you know, do we go play, for instance, play uh, uh, get beat on a Thursday night? Or we go away, get unfortunately, God forbid, we get beat, and then turn around on Friday because you're you're going to have one day to prepare. Wow. You know, for the for the other team, and and but to the same token, they'll have one day to prepare for you. So, you know, if you have something in your pocket, those are great times to do it because you show something that you haven't shown yet, uh, defensively or or offensively. It, it especially as as detailed as scouting is at this level. Uh, you know, that's a great that that's something to really consider, and uh, that that's that we're going to have to develop that as time goes on. I hope y'all play is even we get a little bit closer we're about five weeks out of hopefully y'all have me back on again and and i can be a little more specific about uh even our personnel and, and kind of even 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 fine-tune some of my answers tonight on the style and so forth thank you coach and coach just to echo uh to tell in that that one and then we'll let you let you go but coach williams how will he be able to help kind of mold and, and help some of these decisions that you've even alluded to tonight with his yeah. uh, awesome experience. Un- un- unbelievable. Um, unbelievable. Anybody that was, uh, I guess, as old as I was, but, uh, you, you know, he took a program over at Mississippi State in the in the, the mid to late 80s and, and um, built a SEC champion, you know, only – only Mississippi Division One team that's ever made it to the Final Four the year before they were in the Sweet 16. They had had an incredible run at Mississippi State while he was there. Um, so to have someone, whatever Hall of Fame you can be in, he's in. To have someone like that that has joined our staff has made an, an immediate impact. We have, First of all, we've got an incredible amount of positive public relations from it. I, sure. I can't tell you how many Mississippi State people have <laughs> – you know, reached out and coach, we're gonna start following y'all now. That's all y'all are y'all are Mississippi made. Y'all got we like y'all's Mississippi flavors. Whatever 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 angle we can get, we'll take. Sure. And, um so coach has brought certainly a lot of positive attention just by the fact that he's joined our staff. But secondly, he's one of the in in coaches humble and wouldn't say this, um, but he he's one of the great tactics minds of basketball he's got a math background he's mm. one of the rare guys that started as a seventh grade coach in mississippi worked his way up to every level seventh grade eighth grade ninth grade he was a junior varsity coach in high school a head coach in high school a junior college coach here in mississippi at colin a division one assistant and division one head coach i mean this is a guy that has come literally through the rank and is a mississippi bred basketball coach and can relate to coaches at every level but he, he's a he's a math man 
math teacher by trade, and he, he comes across that very analytical, very detailed, just like good math teachers are, and um, can really break things down, in my opinion, very simply, not only to us. I've always – he's always been a, a great mentor to me, even from my years back uh, at peak coaching in high school at St. Stanislaus, but, but throughout the years, he's been – I've learned a lot, a lot of basketball, and, and he has been – uh, to have him there going, Coach, there, this may be a little better way to do this. Or this is an action we can run to help Tyler Stevenson get, you know, freed up more, get the basketball more. To have that as a resource in the office next to you is, is incredible. So uh, our goal is to try to put the staff together. I think one of the most critical jobs I have is put a staff together that can help us reach our goals and our vision of our program, which is said, as I said earlier to the return Southern Miss basketball uh, to national prominence and regain that spirit, fill Reed Green Coliseum up again, make it one of the toughest places to play in the country. And I feel like we've done that. I I really love our basketball staff. I love Coach Coach Williams is obviously great, but Delonte Hill and Kyle Rohn and and Clarence Weatherspoon, I I think really, really give our guys the best chance that we could have uh, to be successful. So we're, we're really excited about Richard Williams. And, again, the amount of positive response that we've gotten so far has been incredible but on the inside what he's bringing to our team and to our coaching staff in terms of a, a basketball resource has been beyond uh, beyond expectation too well coach we're very excited about what the year holds for southern miss basketball and like i said we can't thank you enough for the time you spend with the podcast and being a friend of the show well, so thank you coach y'all do y'all do an incredible job y'all Y'all, we're all we're basically in the same business. Y'all are about sports in South Mississippi. I'm about sports in South Mississippi and helping, really helping young people. And y'all, y'all, y'all have a different angle than I do, but y'all are very important and critical. And I appreciate y'all what y'all do for athletics. So I appreciate y'all having me on. And again, I I, I would hope you think enough of us to have me back on again as we, as we get real close to the season. And uh, we open up November uh, – we're going to open up November 25th or 26th uh, out in Milwaukee, I can tell you that, in a tournament uh, at the University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee. Who our opponent will be at that point, it's not, that still remains to be seen, but that's what we're going to be. So maybe if, we, if, if, if y'all can keep me in mind for the second or third week of November, I'd love to come back on. That's perfect, Coach. We'll take you up on that. So look for that text okay. and phone call. Sounds good. Hey, Jeff, thank you all. Appreciate it. And, and y'all keep up the great work, okay? All right, Coach. Thank you, Coach. Okay. Okay. Bye-bye.